0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to an episode of Living Loud Outdoors I'm on the mic with you in the office. It's kind of a rainy day today. It's been a little cloudy and overcast and beautiful day to just uh, spend some time writing. I've spent a lot of time doing some study time today and now, I've actually got a whole pile of stuff put together. I'll be in the office all day tomorrow, uh, putting notes together and, and sorting through things, and uh, which is awesome. I love it when God begins to pour things in, putting some messages together. I actually uh, worked on a message today that I'll probably bring on Father's Day. So I'm that far ahead, it seems like sometimes, but it just seemed fitting. So I want to share with you tonight another one that just seems fitting. Uh, this is, again, this is a, this is a message that I've had tucked away for quite some time. Um, And and it's kind of funny. It's got a little bit of a humor to it, to me anyway. Maybe you'll find some humor in it as well. I titled this The Freedom of Being on Track. So the freedom of being on track. Philippians 3.17 says, Brothers and sisters, join in following my example and observe those who walk according to the pattern you have in us. Now, this story that I came across is is being told by a, a, a young man. And he's talking about where his dad had been raised on a small farm in Michigan, in Upper Peninsula, uh, Upper Peninsula, the UP, if you will, of Michigan's peninsula. Today we would call that farm maybe a hobby farm. Back then they called it survival. They lived mostly off of what they could produce or harvest. Farms, you know, whatever they. I mean, this has happened to a lot of people back in the day where. They literally lived off what they could produce. Ron and I were just recently talking about gardening. We have a little garden. We love our time in the garden together. We love growing stuff, stuff we like to eat. But I was talking about my mom's garden. My mom's garden were huge. My grandpa's gardens were huge, huge. I mean, we worked days in those things. I I hated running a rototiller. Anybody ever like running a rototiller? And we didn't have the rear tine, you know, the one that you just walk behind. Oh, no. We had that one that came straight from Satan that you had to fight all the way down that row and hope you didn't tear something up in the process. If you hit a rock, oh, Lord, hang on. But anyway, there was this time where people produced everything that they needed. And they hunted or fished or provided meat for their table. This young man's dad was telling him a story of his uncle who used to go into the fields late at night to hunt for venison. Now, you know, of course we know that that's not a legal concept, so I wouldn't advise this. I'm just really thankful that uh, I have some great game warden friends that may listen to my podcast from time to time, and I certainly wouldn't want to incriminate myself or anybody else in the process of this. But this man's uncle would go into the night to hunt venison. Behind the farm-aways was a railroad track that that had a steam engine that would pull the train up the long uphill grade behind the fields there. The train's engine, being a steam engine, it would make a loud popping sound as it labored to pull the rest of the train up the hill. Well, this young man's uncle found that this was the best time to hunt, as he could shoot at deer and no one would be able to tell if it was a rifle shot or a train. My dad said there was a lot of deer brought to the barn because of that train. I'm just really thankful I never lived around a train track that made that kind of noise. I'd be in a lot more trouble than I probably ever got into. But looking back on these old stories, you realize that the train was limited only to the tracks that it rides on. You ever you ever really thought about that? A train has limitations. It it, it has to stay on the track to, in order to reach its destination. When it moves forward, it will get to its destination, provided that it doesn't jump the track. It doesn't derail. If it were to come off the tracks, well, a train can't move anymore, and it's certainly not going to get where it was supposed to be going. We've seen a lot of that recently. All these train derailments, there's been all kinds of problems. Ron and I were talking about one in Sepulpa just recently, just over near Tulsa. Sepulpa has train tracks run through it. When when she was staying with her dad there and I'd go visit with them, you'd hear those trains going through Sepulpa throughout the night and early morning hours. Well, apparently one had derailed somewhere in a particular part of the town. The train was long enough that it had the entire town cut in half, literally blocked off. There was no way through town. You had to go around quite some distance to get around this train that was derailed in the middle of town it wasn't going to get where it was supposed to go until it was put back on the tracks a train is very similar as well as uh, very different from you and i it's different because when a train comes off its track it can't move and it'll never reach its intended destination until it's repaired when we get off track the track maybe that god has put on us or put in us uh, we can indeed move, but most often we will move far away from where God intended us to be in our plan for, for our lives, his plan for our lives. We're, we're similar to the train in that we are off the tracks. We will never make it to our desired destination, to the plan that God had for our lives, or it's possible. It will delay it for certain. No matter how far we go or how hard we try, when we've come off track, the the track that God laid out for us, we're probably moving away from where he wants us to go. A a train seems bound to its tracks, maybe even limited by them. At first thought, it would seem that it's the shame for limiting such a powerful machine and having it bound by something as small as as a railroad track. But when you really look at it, you will see that that train is only truly free when it is on its track. That's when it's able to move about and the only time that it will ever reach any place at all. If a train's not on its track, it simply can't move. But when it is, it has the freedom to go where it was intended. The same is true for you and I. While the world sees Christians as maybe shackled and stuck, maybe, you know, no fun. Well, I'd have to stop having fun to be a Christian. You ever heard that? I have. We really find complete freedom in staying on God's track. There, you'll not ever find any more peaceable place to be than on the track that God intended you to be on. When you find the peace in life to to live according to the way he intended you to be, reaching for the goals that he put in front of you, uh, f- chasing the destination that he had for you from the get-go of time. You know, the Bible says in, in Jeremiah chapter 1, I think it's verse 5, it says that that God knew you before he ever formed you in your mother's womb, and he'd already set you apart to be a voice to the nations. He already had a plan for you. His plans to prosper you, not to harm you. He plans to bring you hope and a future. It's Jeremiah 29, 11. But once we've come off track, we have no real direction. And we just spin our wheels. And we dig a deeper and deeper hole. A hole that we can only get out of if we get back on track. I've referenced many, many times of cl- crawling down in a, a what would be called a hand dug well, one of the old school wells It was rock lined and, and it was big enough that a young boy like myself could crawl down into. I would not do that today to save my life because I would understand there's critters down in there that I don't want no part of. But back then, I wasn't scared of nothing like that anyway. And I would crawl that we had one. We, there was one located on our old property and, and you could crawl down in that thing. The problem is, is once you were down there, you had to get out. Not very, not very easy to do. You had to really dig and put your fingers and toes into places. Again, there could have been critters all over the place. There's no telling what I would encounter down in those things. But it was difficult. But the the, the coolest part about being at the bottom of your well, w- once you're at the bottom of your well, you have an option. You can either lay there and die, or you can work your way out of there. And if you work hard enough, you can get out of the well that you've even if you've dug it yourself. Even if you've dug a hole deep enough that you can't see uh, any way through it, you can find your way out. It just takes ingenuity, and it takes a lot of strength, and it takes a lot of patience. Begin to work your way out of that hole. Solomon was the writer of Ecclesiastes. He prayed as a young man for wisdom from God, and God granted him wisdom. But Solomon squandered that gift, and later in life looks back on the wasted parts of his life. In Ecclesiastes 12:1 he tells us to remember our Creator, not to lose sight of the one that offers the tracks that we should be clinging to, the path that we should be walking on. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21, it says, "Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, "This is the way. Walk in it. The voice you hear is the, is the Lord. He's doing everything he can to help you keep your train on track. To keep you from derailing. To warn you of of things coming that may be uh, obstacles in your path. Things to keep you on the right path. Our greatest freedom comes when we cling to the track that God has set before us. What a beautiful thought. Even though a train may look like it's trapped, like it's stuck, it can only go forwards or backwards. But look at the destinations that it can acquire. There There are train tracks across this country all over the place. We've been looking at riding a train. We've been looking at at places where trains go. There's train tracks everywhere. How cool would it be to just follow those tracks, to stay on the track that God intended you to be? Our greatest freedom comes when we stay on the track that God set before us. If you jump track, it, it could add years of pain and suffering to your life. Listen, there's been multiple times in my life I've derailed. There's been multiple times in my life that my train has fallen off the track. I've not gotten to where I should have been as fast as I should have got there. I had to wait. I had to to work through problems. I had to come around things in order to get my train back up on the tracks so that I could roll where I needed to go, where I was intended to go from the very time God created me. God's got a plan for you. He's got a track laid out. He's got a path for you to walk. But the only way you're going to find it is if you look to him. The Bible Jesus says that I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He's the only way to the Father, but He also says He's the light unto your path. He's the lamp unto your feet. He'll guide you. He'll show you the way, but you have to seek Him. You've got to keep your eyes on Him. You've got to watch for those obstacles that will try to derail you along life's path. Stay on track. Amen. Whew. I'd preach. God bless you guys. We love you. Thank you so much for following along on our podcast. Thank you for your support. Uh, Thank you for for walking with us on this journey. I know that some have jumped right in on our our recent uh, cry to finish our duck call drive. We're almost there. I'll be ordering some calls soon, I do believe. Thank you for that. Thank you for partnering with us in this journey, in this ministry, in this uh, work that that God has given us to do. Uh, You're right there with us in the process. Those of you that support us uh, are literally walking with us on this journey. You're partnered with us. We're all working on this together. It's not just a me thing, it's a we thing. And we're thankful for all of you. Rhonda and I love you. We pray over this listener base. We pray over all who hear these messages that God will stir your heart to be who he's called you to be, who he's created you to be. Get on track today, amen. God bless you. We love you. We'll talk to you again real soon.